Before we start today's episode, we wanted to give a shout out to those folks over on Patreon that sort of keep the lights on and uh, keep our bellies full of beer. Yeah, so these are our patrons over at Patreon. Uh, we have a new one, actually, uh, Zach Duren. I think I'm pronouncing it right. If not, let us know. We got Naperba, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Hanson Screen Printing, and Rock the Green. Yeah, and thank you so much because we buy the music, we pay for our service with it, and we really appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah. even if you can't afford it, remember to spread the word. Eric, Absolutely. Cue up that music. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts as always. I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about the book you may see left in uh, every single hotel room that you've ever stayed in and um, uh, jail cells and uh, uh, the worldwide. I mean, it's it's literally yep. a... Uh, a, a uh, Times or a, what are the New York Times bestseller? It's always on that list, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about uh, the Gideon's Bible and its origin story, uh, which uh, happens to be right here in the state of Wisconsin. You probably guessed that already, <laughs> since we are a Wisconsin-based podcast. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from a band called M Five Forty Five. We have another brew review for you. Going to taste one and uh, tell you what we think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have, of course, another edition of the infamous How Many Locos You At? And uh, we have a very special uh, guest interview as well. So, um, as always, remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, all of those uh, things that, that kind of help with the algorithm. Uh, it helps boost us into a new category of listener. It will suggest our podcast to different people, which is great. Uh, and it's all just a couple of clicks for you uh, and and your family if you want to spread the word. Again, word of mouth is the best way for us to get our Heck out yeah. there. So, um, hey, and and we also uh, have our Patreon as we had at the the top of these uh, last. You know, it's been actually a couple of episodes now. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks of it. Oh yeah, or a couple months rather of episodes. Uh, you can sponsor too. So if you go to our website, which is wisconsindrunkenhistory.com, uh, there is a link to the Patreon right on there. It's a uh, whole uh, bullet point of its own. And uh, the, and all the information's out there. Um, essentially, you know, uh, it really helps us just pay for the, the minor things that we have to uh, just to keep this thing rolling. It's not a paycheck for us. It's uh, covering the uh, first of all the server costs, which is probably the most expensive. Oh yeah, yep. uh, The uh, music. Ser- well, the uh, the website domain, the website hosting, and uh, all the music, like Russ yeah. said too, because we we like to be able to uh, to to physically pay for those things instead of having the bands send us stuff, you know. And and some of them do, and we thank them. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, but we also want to try to support and and. and uh, keep that whole thing going it's a circle of uh circle of life you know um 
And and again, thank you to all the current subscribers. Uh, like we say at the top of the shows now, uh, you guys are, are what's keeping it kind of turning and burning here. So, uh, hey, without any further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right into this episode. Gideon's Bible. What do we got here? Yeah, so uh, as, as you all know, I travel once in a while for work, and uh, I've seen these pretty much all over the world where I've been. It's in every hotel room I've ever been. Even in Mexico, they have them, surprisingly. So all hey. over the world, in every hotel room, you're going to find one of these in your nightstand or dresser. Paul McCartney and the Beatles also pay homage on the White Album's Rocky Raccoon about the book we have all seen, the Gideon's Bible. As I am sure you are all familiar and have possibly seen a few in your lifetime, whether you're a believer or straight-up heathen or rascal like myself, but we won't get into that, obviously no religious talk here, So, but did you know that it started right here in Wisconsin? So let's begin. It actually starts in Janesville, Wisconsin in 1898, when two traveling salesmen of the area, John H. Nicholson of Janesville and Samuel E. Hill of Beloit, met in a hotel room and shared and at the Central House Hotel in Baskabell, Wisconsin. Now, I'm going to be clear here. Uh, just a couple dudes in a hotel room back then didn't mean there's uh, some frisky biz. These Not just, always just frisky biz. Just two dudes yeah. having a good time. They're on a trip. Just a couple dudes hanging out in a just hotel a room. Guys. Um, and they discussed the formation of an association to distribute the world, the word of the Lord, a.k.a. the Bible, for free and allow access to everyone from everywhere, thus sparking the idea and formed what we know would be known as the Gideons in 1899, which was an evangelical, evangel, evangelical, evangelical Christian yeah. association for men. Weiss were considered to be auxiliary members of the group. The group statement, and I quote, encouraging each other to do the work of the Lord, focusing on who they are before God and strengthening the power of their personal testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. And also their goal was to originally to unite all traveling salesmen for evangelical teachings of the Bible. And it's, it's word that, is just written in July of 1899 the Nicholson Hill and another member Will J. Knights met at the YMCA in Janesville and the Gideons discussed the distribution of Bibles to hotel hotels across America the first one of them was actually placed in a hotel room in Superior Hotel in Superior Montana why this hotel I'm not sure it's Montana right I mean it's a uh, nothingness Right. For miles. It's one of my hardest states to drive through that in Nebraska. They're, they're it, rough. It, it literally is just nothing but wilderness, trees, and, and I mean, that's it. Ghost towns, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So why, yeah, so obviously why this hotel, we're not exactly sure, but we, we're kind of assuming based on um, them being salesmen, it's probably one of their first stops on their trip. Um, for whatever they were selling. So the group's name, the Gideons, refers to a man mentioned in the biblical scripture. And here is a description from a group of why. Gideon was a man who was willing to do exactly what God wanted him to do, regardless of his own judgment as to the plans or results. Humility, faith, and obedience were his great elements of character. This is the standard that a Gideon International is trying to establish in all its members. Each man to be ready to do God's will at any time, at any place, and in any way that the Holy Spirit leads. You wow. Like that. Yeah. I so mean, they're just basically a stand up dude, right? Like someone you can't question. Right. You know, just a, a, just minimum minimum requirements here. Exactly. You know, just got to be a stand up dude. No greasy shit. Like can't be a <laughs> salesman. Well, oh, wait, you can't, <laughs> you can't be, be a, yeah, you can't be a car salesman. You can't be a pawn dealer. You can't, <laughs> you can't be a stripper. Unfortunately, just, <laughs> used car sales uh, uh, need not apply. All right. Yeah. Just stay out of this. Grease you can bowl. see yourself uh, to a uh, uh, to a door here. Slick back hair not apply. <laughs> You may have seen the logo of the Gideon's Bible and remember seeing a two-handed pitcher and a torch, which is a symbolic reference to the victory of the Mid Midianites from the book of Judges, chapter 7. 
The book's content includes a preface, pamphlets that include portions of the Bible with troubles, assistance, and where to find reference in the Bible. Translations of John 3.16, not stone cold, baby, crack a beer. Hey, Smashing man. Smashing on your head, hell yeah. <laughs> 316, hell yeah, brother. baby. 316, John. Ah. We may have to double check on that. Um, I don't know if Stone Cold's uh, in this group or not. I don't, I don't think he so. He doesn't seem like a real stand-up dude. Uh, what's I'm new, just saying. What's his new thing? The cold call? Yeah, Wash, the uh, yeah. cold call baby with Washing iced tea. cold. Yeah, iced tea, iced tea baby. Which I don't know. I mean, I, 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 just a quick tangent. I've been washing in cold for. I ever. do it all the time. Yeah, it's I fine. don't like to heat up my clothes because then it just makes them all weird. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, my washing clothes, cold. Okay. I don't think I stink, do I? You, you do, oh, but it's fuck. fine. Snow. I do too, though. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and some of the Bibles actually just include the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs, and a short description of the Gideons along with beliefs, quotes, and a place where you can sign and date your confession to Jesus inside the book. After their initial hotel room distribution, they wanted to spread the word even further and realized they need to branch to other locations and decided to distribute to military members, hospitals, nursing homes, prisons, MPs, and students. And they are actually color-coded as well for their distribution. And uh, here's the color code if you ever see one of these. Okay. Orange is for sidewalk distribution. Green is for college and university students, red for middles or high schools, camel for military, dark blue in other languages, white for medical professionals, light blue for auxiliary member, members, which remember are the female group, yeah. members of the group, brown for jails and prisons, burgundy for a member witnessed by the Gideons, and periwinkle. For, That's like a light purple. Yeah, periwinkle. I mean, it's just pretty fancy, though. For auxiliary members witnessed by another auxiliary, so the female side of the Gideons. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yep. You got it. <laughs> it's almost it's getting close to Christmas, so you got to throw a party oh, yeah. in the pear tree on, on top of everything here. Uh, sometimes I forget, you know. So there has been some pushback against them due to the distribution of public schools, obviously, and the, the Supreme Court's interpretation of the Establishment Clause in the Constitution, which, in my opinion, there should be a separation of church and state. And actually, the original founding members, including Thomas Jefferson, um, would have to agree with the Supreme Court, mainly because the original founders wanted religious freedom and the right to believe in what you want, not what is the the main belief, right? They wanted everyone to have their own religion, the right right to religion here in our state, which right in the United States, which is why, you know, these people who are prosecuted for their religious beliefs could come to the United States and practice whatever they want. Well, I think that's that's like you just said, uh, that was the the main reason that uh, uh, people started to try to, to separate themselves from England. You know, and, exactly. And the UK. Yeah, they wanted to have that religious freedom, right? And, this, and you know, this all started because of religious uh, beliefs, and and that you know, not having the freedom. And whether of. you believe a Bible should be in school or not, it is. You do have to look at it in the case that it, it cannot be dominant or forcefully pushed on somebody, right? Their kids, like their brains, are still malleable, right? And you can like. Well, I think in in the same way that you can say that uh, uh, a child cannot give consent, uh, you can't push something on them either. You know, and, and uh, Russ and I. Both you know, went went to school in a time, uh, and I'm sure many of our listeners did, uh, in a time where you know you said the pledge of the uh, pledge of allegiance, and you uh, th- there was that aspect of church in in the uh, the school. I think they kind of left um, it. I mean, when you say under God, right? Like that can be right. many gods, right? It's not just one. So I think right. that's a little more um, diverse when you think about it, right? Um, but actually with the Supreme Court, there's actually been five such cases dis- dis- uh, discuss the interpretations and whether you can give to a school or not. But they have proven through some schools that are willing to allow the jurisdiction, uh, mainly kind of in the Bible Belt, your southern states, mostly in your Bible Belt where the, the belief is very strong. 
Right. Uh, like, you know, like Kentucky, I think, is one of them. Um, Alabama, Mississippi, you know, like those states where, like, religion is prevails. I overall. just have a leather belt. Yeah, there you go, a leather don't belt. Yeah. You don't got a Bible belt? Nope. You're not a, you're not a stand-up dude? I don't know. Gen? I okay. mean, <laughs> right. I've done some pretty crusty shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've done some. If I if I end up at the uh, the pearly gates and just see, like, could you imagine seeing an image of me taking a dump on someone's porch or like doing some of the other stuff I've done as a kid? You know, you're, running you're from more, the police. You're like, more likely to get to the pearl necklace gate. Yeah, yeah. not, not <laughs> yeah. the pearly gates. Yeah, exactly. So today, God. so today the books can be found in about two hundred countries. And have about 270,000 members. They distribute 70 million of them annually. And as of April 2015, 2 billion Bibles have been distributed from the group. Um, They are no longer located in the state of Wisconsin, and their headquarters is now located in Nashville, Tennessee, and is headed by Executive Director Dan Highway. If you wish to become a member, Eric, what do you think? You're going to be a member? Do you think I, are, are you, you asking if enough? I want to be are one? stand up enough to do this? There is no way that I it could even qualify at all. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And, I mean, I I'd just, be like, as long as the Packers aren't playing, or and I don't have any beer in the system. Yeah, if there's no beer or something like that, then maybe I could commit to this. But <laughs> but if you do want to become a member, you have to be over the age of 21, good standing with the Evangelical or Protestant Church, and adhere to the core spiritual beliefs of the organization. Wives of Gideon members may also join if you wish to bring that up with your wife, Eric. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she's up for it, but I think she's sleeping. I think I'll leave it. Be. Okay, we'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold off. So whether you're a rascal or a member of the church, either way, it is a really neat piece of Wisconsin history, and uh, we is. hope you enjoyed the history. I mean, like, coming from Beloit and Janesville, two guys. Actually, though, if you want to go to the basketball um, hotel, I think they have a spot where you can go, and it's actually room 19 is the one you stay in where they stayed, and uh, this all started. And, I mean, now it's like a worldwide distribution. Any hotel room you go into, you're going to find it. If you're in the military, they pass them out. They're camouflaged. I mean, it's just pretty incredible. A small, like a two guys in a small town came up with this yeah. idea, and now look at it. It's huge. It's crazy. All right, you know, just wild to think uh, the the state of Wisconsin has uh, has so much cool stuff. And uh, Russ and I were actually just talking about it today uh, before we started recording that uh, there is no shortage of episodes that we have coming up. I mean, th- there's just so much really unique and cool history from Wisconsin. So stay tuned. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a long road with us. All right. All right, Eric, now lead us to the music segment. Let's see what we got today. All right. So Russ, like you said, uh, we are on to the music segment and, uh, today we have an awesome band that, uh, um, they're out of the Milwaukee area and, uh, they, they kind of play the music that you and I sort of, uh, uh, found on our own, you know, through the skateboard community, you know, back in the in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, ripping and some tricks on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Exactly, and so. and you honestly, this song could kind of fit right into that soundtrack, which is rad, you know. Yeah, um, and I actually knew Juan uh, Avalos yeah. um, from one of the bands my brother was in, um, yeah. The Missing, actually. The Missing, yep. Yeah, and at some point maybe we can play one of those songs. They're they're pretty awesome. I, I think can... we definitely have some in the in the bank too that we could. Yeah, uh, oh, definitely, we could, it's cool we could definitely pull out for sure. But yeah, it's like that old school punk rock music you yeah. know just that really cool feel kind of like after government dog yeah. type stuff like which is like i like that stuff i mean yeah. to be honest like the government's pretty sketch i've been so. on a huge kick lately of listening to uh like i'll go on spotify and i'll do um i'll build like a radio station based on like uh the sex pistols or um uh god 
Oh Sometimes my God. just going back and listening to the, like Husker Du, like Foo, like um, well, and, and that's what ends up being on there is yeah, all yeah. these all these super good punk bands from you know late seventies all the way to like in, into the nineties. Buzzcocks. I mean, exactly. like there's just so many like the old replacements. School. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, just awesome old punk music. And 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 uh, so the band that we're talking about today is M Five Four Five, and um, like I said, they definitely fit into all of these different categories of the Ramones. You know, all the way out to. Uh, like you said, some of these early early ninety uh, punk bands as well that have just been really good, uh, Poison Ivy and and uh, um, um, you know Black Flag obviously is a uh, not def- not early nineties but just amazing well, stuff. Like, and then there was like I, that like early two thousand we had like Anti Flag, Propaganda, yep. like stuff like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely got down with that. I I dig it. I still dig it. And uh, um, this song has has been on repeat. Uh, since I since I had it, I mean, uh, it's just it's it's a good song, and it's uh, um, uh, just really cool to to know that this is happening right in Milwaukee, and that you know any given weekend you could probably show up to uh, any one of these you know smaller venues and and see something just like this. Yeah, so we actually have M five four five displaced. I look in the mirror, don't know who I am, don't know who I see anymore. I feel so displaced. Hey, that was that was awesome. M five four five displaced. Uh, we already kind of said it all, but uh, this fits right in with all those tunes that uh, that that you know punk has has created. And um, yeah, I mean, the punk scene in Milwaukee has always been strong. I mean, there's always yeah. been you know when you, whether at Four Seasons, which is now I think Cream City Skate Park, 
they always have yeah. punk bands there. You know, you got what Ma- Ma- uh, Mad Planet. You got uh, oh, Hi Fi yeah. Cafe. You can see awesome punk. No, yeah, one of my no favorites. Of one it. of my favorites now is Size Five, which I think Juan is actually in Size Fives as well. I think which so. I, you got to check them out. I mean, they, they just make awesome jams. Yeah, I, mean, just I know. Super good stuff. You know when uh, when Sam. Uh, uh, he, he was, you know, a few years ago. I think size five said, you know, they were had they had a show. I think somewhere in Milwaukee, and he hit me up, and and I wasn't able to go. But Sam still, you know, goes out to those shows too, which is rad. I mean, and and Sam obviously still records, and we featured yeah, yeah. a bunch of his stuff on here. But um, just really, really cool. Um, I, I've always been a, a big fan of um, uh, of uh, you know that punk kind of scene, the pop punk kind of stuff, and um this just really fits right in and and i've always uh i've always just enjoyed going to all those different shows too yeah i mean all the all the places you just I, mentioned i mean we, plus... we, we talk about like frank's power plant all the time the cactus yeah. club i mean this is your your standard ones and even all like the bars even sometimes the dive bars in milwaukee like have pretty good music on the weekends especially down in that like what bayview area you know the yes. up and coming area there's always some kind of badass punk band or something to go and see so yeah it's always been uh uh uh, something that i've enjoyed going and doing uh if i have the ability and and i'm not busy um it's been it's been something that we just do yeah so okay so now on to our beer review and uh yeah we have a really good one today kind of your classic well that's what i I think you know it's a classic right that's what's kind of cool for for this one is that i wanted to we, we we have featured a lot of these really really deep IPAs and uh, doubles triples and and hazies and stuff and I kind of wanted to just throw back to um, a, a a brand that is so obviously Wisconsin it's yeah. just like ingrained in in everybody's mind and and that's lining kugels you know yeah and this one is a gold medal winner it's a transitional beer from your fall to winter yeah. We're talking about the Northwoods Amber here from Lining Kugels. I love and, and Amber's honestly, uh, you know, when I when I go to the beer fridge, uh, at any of the you know many locations that we've mentioned that we buy beer from, uh, I, I I I I don't reach for Amber's as often as I should. Yeah, yeah, they're all so damn good, and I and I and I always find myself hitting something else when i i I know that ambers are are yeah i mean like this time of year you know like your ambers box like those kind of beers are kind of in right now like to me they're a little higher octane a little higher viscosity if you will a little thicker yeah um but yeah this one's super good um obviously you're getting that like that lagered taste to it um you're definitely getting like a little bit of the hops coming through and this one's actually made with cascade and cluster hops so you're getting yeah. a little bit of that hop flavor you're getting that amber color which is what the beer is named after that yeah. like amber brown color just a good hearty uh barley and oat kind of flavor that just uh is like you said kind of mildly hopped it's not it, it isn't uh it isn't going to be super bitter which the bitterness units on this one is 18 yeah so it's very low and, and this uh, one is available all year round. It's yeah. coming in at uh, 4.9% ABV, I mm-hmm. believe. And uh, this one was awesome because it was introduced on my birth year, which is 1986 is when it first was introduced, which right. is pretty rad to me. So, and Huge yeah. fan favorite. Won, won the, the gold medal, like you said, back in uh, 1993 um, that, that, at the Great American Beer Festival. Um, this was in the, the premium lager category, which this really is. This is an absolutely premium beer. And it uh, it tastes every bit of it. Uh, it it pairs well with uh, chicken, barbecue, brisket, uh, ribs, aged cheddar, 
blueberry cobbler. Throw a cobbler down and suck it down, baby. You know, like this one for me is like one you'd want to have at a Thanksgiving dinner, right? It's going to go yes. with your like your turkey, your potatoes, stuffing, it, your stuffing. It's yeah. kind of has that like, um, you know, it complements a little, that savory. Yeah, exactly. And it's a good transitional beer when you're moving into the winters, when you get into the high viscosity uh, stouts and right. the really darks, you know, like yep. um, Munich's and Bavarian beer and, you know, the really dark stuff. The stuff you just really need to grease the old joints, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, really, it's like a full meal in a can, it is. you know? But Lining Cools, again, I was so glad we had Katie on the show. She's, yeah. she's incredible. And obviously, Lining Cools, Liney's Lodge is like one of the coolest places to go and visit. I mean, it feels so Wisconsin to me, you know? Yeah. Whether it's canoeing, fishing, hunting, kind of has that feel. It's just, it's the most Wisconsin and iconic beer, I think. Besides, you know, I think New Glarus is kind of becoming one, but I think Lining Kugels has a, a pretty big foot in the state, to be honest with you. So. And it's just a beautiful area up there as well. Um, Chippewa Falls. Chippewa Falls is, is absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. Um, in, in in my more recent trips, you know, up north, uh, that's been kind of that that point where you, you see the, the Lining's Lodge sign off of the highway and you're just kind of like, now I feel like I'm my my shoulders have completely relaxed. You know, whatever stress I had, it's gone, and it's right around that area. So yeah, man, and, and just a great beer. Like I said, it's available all year round. Today we were drinking the Northwoods Amber. Go and check it out. Grab it. Let us know what you think. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, we got how many locals you at? And boy, do we got a good one after our beer <laughs> review here. Uh, this was this was exactly what we wanted. We wanted this to, to flow so naturally from one to the next. And uh, uh, wouldn't you know it, there's a, uh, uh, a rural uh, Chippewa Falls man has been arrested for his 10th offense of driving under the influence, including um, his fourth since May. Oof. So this dude's been rocking and ripping. Uh, so this individual, he's 56 years old. Uh, he appeared for a bond hearing last Wednesday in Chippewa County, uh, on possible charges for driving while impaired, uh, possession of meth, Jesus, operating after <laughs> revocation, uh, failure to install an ig- ignition interlock and bail jumping. So he is due back in court, uh, and, and was back in court October 19th, um, the uh, the bond was set for seventy five hundred cash, um, and they ordered uh, the, the individual to submit random drug tests and stuff too, which is very common for uh, um, for for drug offenses. On that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy smokes! So the sheriff uh, Jim Kowalski or Kowalczyk, whatever. You ha- <laughs> Kowalczyk. Yeah, Ko- Kowalczyk. Kowalczyk. Yeah. There's a. Lo- it's, it's Polish, right? It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah there there's something there. We can't do it. Um. He said uh, one of his deputies observed the individual driving on Highway X in the town of Lafayette around 11.15 p.m. Uh, That was uh, Tuesday, and he knew that uh, this individual happened to have a revoked license. Now, that's never good when you you are known just by your vehicle, uh, and uh, and a sheriff's deputy is like, well, this guy's revoked, so I'm definitely going to pull him over. As soon as you mentioned math, I'm like, oh, like instantly, so like... He's on some Tony the Tiger shit here. Oh, yeah, right? he's, he's ripping Not it. great. Dude. Not great. So, not good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, the deputy uh, approached the uh, individual's vehicle and had observed immediate signs of impairment um, consistent with uh, drug use and drinking as well, uh, both, both impairments. Um, so in a preliminary breath test, now this is pretty wild, right? Yeah, how do you um, get He had that? zeros. 
Blood alcohol. Blood alcohol level was zeros on this preliminary breath. Now, preliminary breath tests are not admissible in court anyway, so that's not what's going to get you. So, so what was the blood meth level? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the BML. Uh, f- uh, 17, <laughs> probably. The BML. Um, <laughs> so he, this guy was transported to uh, Chippewa County Jail immediately uh, because you can you, you have those signs of impairment, plus he's yeah, already yeah. got that revocation and he's driving. So uh, easily you can get him in. It's not uh, it's not a question of of arresting this guy just because he you know had zeros on his breath test. Uh, he's definitely going down. So the individual was convicted of his sixth uh, drunk driving offense uh, in 2009 in Dunn County, in, in Dunn County and uh, he had been arrested. He has been arrested on four separate incidents Holy just smoke. this year so alone. This is, this is number 10. Total. Yes. Okay. And Ten uh, all of these appear to involve some sort of driving, well, uh, drugs, and apparently not alcohol. So Wow, that's nuts. This so mean- OWI offenses, again, you know, really include the full gambit. It can be drugs. It can be alcohol. It could be caffeine. Skip the line. He's go right to the crystal. Dude. Holy smokes. Man. So, yeah, I mean, this individual is is really really wrecked this is going to be wild because we've never yeah, had yeah. a we've never had to convert a drug owi offense into a loco a this loco. is a first i think this is our first meth- methamphetamine so, loco <laughs> um he was arrested back in may for his seventh owi offense and arrested again by chippewa falls police on july 12th Jeez. for his eighth again this is now his 10th that we're reading about right this moment um russ like i said man this is going to be uh, a, a wild conversion. Uh, we have a few more things to talk about here, yeah, but yeah. Uh, keep that in mind. Keep yeah, that no, in mind. I'm definitely thinking about it. Um, we got age. We have some preliminary stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, July 24th, officers arrested this individual at a crash scene on Highway J near 50th Avenue in the town of Lafayette. Uh, in that case, he posted the $2,500 cash bond um, and, and was, of course, you know, free to walk in Rome. Uh, Along with the drunk driving uh, counts, uh, this individual has also been charged with bail jumping, possession of meth, marijuana, and illegally obtained prescriptions, uh, and possession of uh, drug paraphernalia. So, this so we're guy we're talking is, pipes and wipes, baby. Oh, baby. He has it all. So, uh, in uh, 2015, uh, this individual was also convicted of second degree recklessly endangering safety in Chippewa County Court and was ordered uh, to serve six months in jail. Jeez, this guy uh, this just guy, has a rap sheet. He's, and, a, he's a bad dude. So what, so what are you thinking here? I mean, we got age, right? Uh, we got a 56-year-old man, yep. super experienced. Really into drugs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if, I, and I'm, I'm being a nerd here, but if he was like a character in a game and you were leveled up by the amount of booze you drink, this guy is like maxed. He's like, he's yeah. like, he's, he's maxed out. He is the boss. He's the, yeah, he's the boss. So, uh, like I said, this is going to be a first case of uh, converting a meth loke into a four loke. The and, amphetamine uh, conversion is not going to be easy here, but no, we got the impairment though. We do got here's it. here's what I'm thinking in my head about the the conversion. We got to take meth and and how many meths is it <laughs> to get to a, a can of four loco? This is m- meth math. This is. Mathematics. Mathematics. <laughs> we are mathematicians here. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. So, what I'm thinking is, uh, one one meths equals two four loks. Okay. One two meth. full cans of four loks. Okay. So a one to eight ratio is really what it is. Okay. So, um, with that considered, Russ, knowing that you're starting at a base level of 
eight, and you're having to to multiply by that. Uh, where is this guy at? So for me, I'm going. Do you want me to shout out my number here? You, want, think, you, want, you want me to know what I'm thinking here? <laughs> wow, I'm, I did some math in my head, so <laughs> I think I have a number. <laughs> uh, just consider me Isaac Newton over here. Buddy. Yeah, I'm yeah. over here just mething it up. All right, yeah. the um, Stephen Hawking of meth conversions. There is a method to my madness. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just go ahead and give me yours because I kind of so have like a, a pretty thinking, high figure. Here. I'm thinking ten loco. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking ten loco because I'm converting my meth meth amounts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think in ten loco, what, what? No, just say what you're saying. We'll meet in the middle here. If I you're going higher, it's fine. I just didn't think he passed out. Like he's amped up on this meth. Yeah. Like he's driving impaired, but he's not like crashed meth. But he has crashed before. He has. Yeah. So, so, so what we are do you have thinking? to keep that in mind. I think that. For me, right off the bat, I was thinking 16, because this dude, he's got two meths. Two meths, <laughs> two meths. equals uh, uh, 16 lows. Okay, okay. And um, like I said, I, that just was my initial thought. Um, I, I was thinking- I was thinking, I'm thinking of, crash-wise- So you're thinking a large rock. You're not thinking medium rock here. You're thinking large rock. Yeah, this is big old rock here. size rock. And uh, so I was thinking uh, his crash that, that he had been involved in- uh, was maybe closer to a 24 loke. Okay. So he's approaching that at this point, still driving good. Uh, obviously, he's known for, for you know, uh, being revoked and stuff so in the town. For, so we might have to meet in the middle then. The unlucky 13 meth loco. This guy's, a, yeah, he's unlucky, that's for sure. Oof. Jesus. Well, I hope he gets his life together. And he's got a scab on his lip. Our episode today was about the Gideon, so uh, pray for this guy, please. Pray for this guy. Yeah, this guy's Everybody rough. So. Do what you can. Give what you can. I'm sure his underwear are just dirty as hell. Oh, yeah. They're crusty. Meth users aren't exactly known for for their cleanliness. Right, yeah. Yeah. There may may be teeth brushing, but the teeth may be falling out as you're brushing, right? So I mean, they're brushing it with not toothpaste and stuff. It's like more meth. So we got 13 local, Eric. Sound the gavel. All right, today we're here with Lane from Sunshine Brewing Company in Lake Mills. Lane, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Not too bad. So, Lane, can we get a little bit of the history and the story behind Sunshine Brewing Company? Obviously, I love the name, especially today. It's super gloomy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we kind of figured everybody could use a little sunshine here in uh, Wisconsin. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm actually originally from Southern California, and so it seemed like an appropriate name to kind of tie my history into uh, into where we're at today. So. Yeah, Totally. Great. And yeah, so how did you get into brewing? Obviously, I love SoCal. I mean, I've definitely been there multiple times. One of my favorite bars there actually is the Coin Op, which is like an arcade bar with craft beer. It's one of my favorite okay. places to go. Um, but yeah, so how did you guys get your start and how did you get into brewing? I, you know, actually, when we, we moved back here about 15 years ago, I was looking for a hobby and just kind of got into brewing and started home brewing and started dreaming about, uh, you know, opening a brewery. And, and one of the things that, uh, that I noticed, uh, I'm a big Belgian uh, beer fan. And, uh, so we specialize in Belgian beers and I just kind of had this vision of, uh, being able to go and go to the store and pick up Belgian <laughs> beers, which, uh, <laughs> you yeah. still can't really do here in, in Wisconsin, you know, they're, they're a rarity for sure. So that was kind of the, the idea. And, uh, you know, obviously, we took it from there. So that's so cool. Yeah, I love those Trappist ales where they use like the beet sugar and just oh, they're so good. Yeah, like the oh, yeah. true Belgians, they're so delicious. 
And so we're yep. gonna we're gonna ask you on, on that note. Um, what are some of the beers you recommend we have to try like immediately? Because we're hopefully gonna make it out that way really soon. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, right right now on tap, I mean, we have quite a few Belgians. Uh, our, our Stonefly, that's an Imperial saison, which is is probably one of our, our more popular beers. Um, and then we we actually just put on nice blonde lady, which is a, a Belgian blonde, uh, and that's a that's a fan favorite too. Um, uh, our flagship is is triple uh, eight, and that's a Belgian triple, and that was really that's actually the first beer I ever produced uh, professionally, uh, and the uh, you know the first beer I perfected is a homebrew because that's that was my favorite style was the Belgian triple so. Awesome. Awesome. And so I got to ask too, did you end up buying that book where it talks about Trappist sales too? That just like, that book is awesome. Like all the history. Oh, yeah. and it's so good. I read that thing front to back as a homebrew. Yeah. I've read all, I've read all those books. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to ask too. So like the holiday season's coming up um, with Thanksgiving, Christmas, we didn't, we wanted to know, is there any events coming up at sunshine brewing? We need to keep an eye out for. Um, you know, we have uh, no big events. We've got um, trivia every Wednesday night. Um, second Thursday of the month now, we're doing chess. Awesome. Oh, uh, wow. we, we've got a, uh, a Christmas uh, trivia night coming up in December. I'm not sure the date. It's a Thursday. I think it's the third Thursday of December. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's about it. Kind of, you know, as the holidays are coming, everybody's busy, so it's hard to plan a, a big event to draw people in, you yeah. know. So. Yeah, exactly. Lane, yeah. we can't wait to make it out there, especially for the uh, Christmas trivia night. I know a thing or two about uh, – And I, I love trivia. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, we used to do it all the time. Yes. So, so, yeah, great, great. <laughs> so on top on, – on the next note, um, so we have about eight questions we wanted to ask you to find out how Wisconsin are you and um, just some random things, you know, Wisconsinites go through or maybe you've done, maybe you haven't, you know, just some random things. So I'm going to go first with my question, and I, I was going to ask, um, when it comes to the beer you're making, is there any beer you recommend to use in a beer brat for a new flavor? Oh, yeah. I, I would say our, our Wisco Sun or our Outback. There, Wisco Sun's a traditional um, – you know, Wisconsin Amber, uh, and Outback is actually a, uh, Amber Saison. So they're, they're, they both work perfect with, uh, brats. Perfect. So. Adding that to the list right That's now. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you're from California originally. And, uh, I know that, uh, Summerfest is a big thing. I don't know exactly how it, how it reaches, you know, to, to each coast, but have you ever been to Summerfest or even like state fair? No, never been to to either one. To be honest with you, yeah. yeah. So and and lately it's been really difficult too. Just obviously with <laughs> COVID's a disaster. COVID kind of you know destroyed everything for quite a while, and uh, uh, live gatherings like that were not not allowed. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Have you ever? I mean, what what's a festival that uh, that you've uh, attended? before in the past um well we, you know we do a lot of the beer fest so you know it's awesome. beer and cheese and uh great taste and uh you know various concerts but yeah we we, we get out there um qu- quite a bit but i i tend to stick with the smaller festivals i guess a little yeah. less people are a little more fun for me so yes absolutely I, I don't blame you on that one i'm kind of the same way so the next one i got for you um obviously coming from california I w- I'm not sure if you're a Packers fan or not, but have you ever tailgated a Packers, Brewers, or a Badgers game? I uh, have tailgated at a uh, Brewers game. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, absolutely a Packers fan. My my dad actually grew up in uh, Florence, Wisconsin. So. Okay, oh, yeah. Cool. 
Um, so I've been uh, a Packer fan uh, my whole life, oddly it, enough. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, when you go to California, you see someone in a Packers shirt or jersey, it's like not that uncommon, surprisingly. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Packer bars everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah, and actually a story about that. We were like north of San Diego there, and we went to a Raiders bar rooting for the Packers as Packers Raiders game, and like uh-huh. we literally thought we were going to get murdered. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it it can I, get sketchy. I, yeah. I got a little scared, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, but okay, so on top of that note, um, whether when you go up north in Wisconsin, it's kind of a thing. Where is your cutoff where you consider to be up north Wisconsin? Oh, I would say. I don't know, by Tomahawk or so, up uh, past uh, Wausau there. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. Highway 8, Toma- Tomahawk yeah. and uh, Rhinelander. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. So. so the next one I got for you, it's kind of uh, one of our things with, with Quick Trip, our, our uh, mega mega center here. Oh, yeah. Uh, do, you ha- <laughs> do you happen to have a uh, Quick Trip rewards card? <laughs> no, no, I don't. You I, don't? I need okay. to get one though. I, I got lectured by a friend the other day about it. You got to so. do it. I'm telling hey, you, it's it's honestly worth it. You know, and uh, <laughs> they don't push too much on you. You know, they they just want to see you next time. That's they what they want you to do. get a couple two tree glazers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I get my gas. So you always know that you're gonna have the same experience going to yes. them. So. Yes. Oh yeah. And so I got, I got one, I got two more for you actually. So the next one I got, um, so you've been in Wisconsin obviously for a while now. Do you, and I don't know if California has something equivalent, but a supper club, do you have a favorite one you've been to? Oh, uh, the Edgewater down in, um, down South of Jefferson here in Jefferson County. Oh, so. sure, sure. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Definitely yeah. know that one. I know the Jefferson area pretty well. One of my favorite dive bars is there actually the duck in waddle out. I love that place. Nice. I don't know why. I just it's just one of my <laughs> favorite down, dive bars. Jefferson. Yep. Yeah, it's the one of my duck, favorite yep. dive bars. I don't know. I just the every duck. time I'd get off at Generac, I'd stop there and get a beer or two. Yeah. It's like just feels homey. It has like the old walls and you know the like it's, uh-huh. yep. and so the last question I got for you, and it's gonna be interesting, um, since you're from SoCal. Um, what when it comes to like a brewery, a brewery tour, or like another place to visit to get a good brew? What's one that you recommend? Obviously, besides um, where you're located at Sunshine, um, is there another one you recommend? I would say you know Vintage is probably one of my favorite yeah. breweries in in uh, Southern Wisconsin for sure. Um, Chicago, I love uh, you know Good City. Oh uh, yeah, original Good awesome. original spot is just phenomenal. I think so. Great, love it. Thank you so much for uh, spending the time with us, Lane, on a Packer Sunday, and yeah. um, we hope you have a good rest of your day. Okay, guys. All right. All right. Well, go Pack Go. Much. Go Pack Go. You take it easy. All right. You too. All right. Bye. All right. That concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, Please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch watch out for deer deer on your way home. home.